0: what is up people it's bread and circuses this is caleb Salvatore. it's nick kohler we've got a very special guest sargon of Akkad, aka carl benjamin um (laughs) i promised you guys we're super amped to have him here i hope he's excited to talk to us uh how's it going man really
1: good man and yeah i'm uh, definitely excited to be here and just hang out and have a chat i guess
0: yeah that's
2: exactly what we're here to do i've been looking forward to this all week so hell yeah (laughs) so it's uh so i just you Oh go ahead. No, I was gonna say where where we can start off. Uh you've been kinda in the news over there in England <laughs> and a little bit here in America for the same reason. Let's uh <laughs> run you know, it over for UKIP, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you do something three years ago and suddenly it's mainstream news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well the the tweet wasn't even that bad. That's no. what I don't like. <laughs> I, t- I don't understand I, how the social
2: justice warriors and everybody get so mad about you. It's like you had said uh on your show, like you
0: literally said you wouldn't wouldn't do that like <laughs> well that's well that's the thing is it's like i admire it though because it's a different time we're living in because a couple years ago people's careers were being ruined but ruined by old tweets and i think mm-hmm. people like you and donald trump and even the kevin hart thing where he basically was like fuck you i'm not apologizing for tweets mm-hmm. four years old or that are four yeah. years old they they just they've never been stood up to so they just yeah. they back off and they don't know what to do
1: I mean, the, the old tweets still are ruining people's careers. You know, it's mm-hmm, it, the, yeah. the question is: Do you have the moral fortitude? So you know what? I don't care about your opinion on this. You know, I either I stand by what I say, or I don't care what your opinion is. So mm-hmm. get bent.
2: It's my opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's. It's. I think uh, you're. <clears throat> I, well, I hope to start seeing that people find out that the best way to just get through the the st- people trying to sludge your your what you run on everything by these old tweets and everything is, is to do exactly what you, what you were doing just tell them like, all like right. shrug your shoulders and she be like, dude, like who cares? Cause that's how I think the most people are like when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: I think it's worth remembering that, um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, all, all of politics is people putting on a front. And pretending that they are a certain kind of person, when as soon as they're away from the cameras, they they are just a completely different person entirely. Like all of the journalists that were in that press conference, I spoke to a bunch of them afterwards. Only one of them was actually wound up about this. The rest of them just didn't care. They right. just didn't care. And yet they kept asking about the same damn thing. So, like, look, I know you don't care. You, you spoke to me afterwards. You were really nice. You know, they were all really nice to me. And it was just like, wow, you'd think that I was some public enemy number one to the journalists, but actually uh-huh. no, it's just not their problem. What they're doing is for clicks. They're, Did just, you think- they're just outrage merchants.
2: Yeah, do you think that's a problem with the medium as it is? Because I mean, like websites, these these uh, news you know, shows and stuff on mainstream media, like magazines, tabloids, all that stuff, it's it's different than kind of what we make here where we're face to face, people know us by person, and for them, yeah. they don't have a face to the article unless you actually like Google their name. Like you're just yeah. kind of reading
1: so know, it, a it, for them. Yeah, I mean one, one thing in America that is very different over here is that your judges are named. People name your judges. Your judges have public personas, effectively. Uh, over here, we try to, we, we, we like to think we have a particularly objective institution in the law, and so we don't tend to name the judges and make them the public face of what's happened. And so you've got to dig into it a bit to find out who the hell this judge was. Like the judge in Count case, I just went through some of his previous convictions, You like the previous cases. He once convicted a homeless man under the firearms offense for owning a plastic toy gun wow oh
2: my god
1: i am deadly serious it was a bright orange toy gun not, obviously not real and he was just you know it was part of a bit to try and get people to donate money to him he was like you know Rah, donate donate some money to me or i'll shoot you and it, with a, t- a plastic toy gun o- obviously he's not going to shoot anyone with it and yet this was reported as being know, offensive or something And he was done under the firearms act by the same judge that uh convicted dankula and it's like well there we go this, it's not, it's that judge that's the problem. It's not the fact that you know. I mean, you you, you don't have to arrest someone for a joke, I and mean, you don't have to prosecute them for a joke. Mm-hmm. But the system did anyway because the people inside it wanted to do it. You know, they had the flexibility not to do it, but they they do it anyway. It
2: sets a do- really it sets a really dangerous precedence for that kind of stuff too, because. Uh, yeah. You can you can see, like, a lot of the uh, – for, for when it came to American politics, uh, people using, like, stuff like that against them in, in later instances where, like, Obama had, had passed all these, you know, presidential, uh, you know, like, executive declaration, orders. yeah, executive, executive orders. orders, and then Trump came in and just did the same thing, and everybody was riled mm. up about it. It's like people don't realize, like, politics aren't going to be the same 10 years from now mm. as they are, and if you do that kind of stuff, it's set in stone. People can use that against you. So
1: It, it also works from the media as well because then they can say – uh Dankula convicted of a hate crime, you know, c- convicted hate crime criminal, mm-hmm. Nazi punk man, and it's like, yeah, like, exactly. On. You know, you you making him sound like something he is obviously not, right? You know? Um But yeah, the, the the press conference itself was really funny. But I won't need to do anything like that again. I've um, I've, I've put a, a shot across their bow. No, it felt like a battle, to be honest. Um, and afterwards I was on the stage and all of, all of the members of UKIP who were on the stage and just came up and shook my hand and were like, that was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. I thought it was media, great. <laughs> The media never give us any fair coverage. Um, mm. and I, th- I think what it is, right. And I think the reason they hate me particularly for that tweet is because that tweet is a rejection of a sort of moral agreement that they all have. And I'm cause the media, the media, people don't really think about this, but the fourth estate set the moral tenor of a nation. You know, they're the ones who, by the by, the stories they print and the way that they write them, and they do this knowingly, they they deliberately include things or exclude things that will change the tone of the piece. And in doing so, they're trying to establish a kind of, I, I can only describe it as a moral order. You know, this is how we think this country should be. We think this is the best way forward. And then when you've got particularly progressive people, it starts, the, the, the sort of scope of what's included in this contracts until now they're finding themselves with an awful lot of people on the outside of that moral order being excluded from politics because the, the reason they did this is it's a gatekeeping mechanism it's who is going to be allowed into the club and i am not asking for mi- permission to come into the club and that's why in this press conference they asked me five times do you denounce this tweet? Do you denounce this tweet? Do you denounce this tweet? No, I don't denounce this tweet. And I don't need to apologize to you. And I don't need your permission to do what I'm doing. And they can't stand it because effectively what I'm representing is a paradigm shift, a completely different way of doing things. And they don't have any control over it and so they're freaking out they're absolutely freaking out and yes. you could see in, in the triggered journalist's face i was just like you know tell me what i stand for and i had him angrily berating me <laughs> saying you know you, you stand for free markets liberalism free speech you know open dialogue and i'm just like yes yes yeah, i do absolutely you know, he's angrily saying this to me it's like so i was just know, so what are you so angry about and it's because i simply won't give him the sort of permission that he's asking for to browbeat me through a moral lens. I don't agree with him that words are harm. That's fundamentally, I don't agree that words are harm. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people who measure measures time by deeds. You know, I, I think that actions are what really counts. You can say anything you want. You know, any anyone can say anything you want, anything they want. But when they when it comes time to act, you know that's what really is the the strength of your character. That's why it's putting your money where your mouth is. You know that that is your hard labor. You know you have sp- you've That's the sweat of your brow. Now show me what you do with it. You know. Oh, I've got. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But nothing happens. Then you you're worth nothing. You know you if your word is not backed up by action, then you're worth nothing, and. That's, that's, that's the difference in the sort of moral order that I'm coming from compared to the one that they're trying to enforce because these people, and I started to go on about this, but this is something I've had in my chest for a while. I've never really put forward, I'll in this way, but these people live in a world of words. That's all they do every day. All they do is talk to one another. Then some tap, 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 tap. They'll type it up and then they'll print it or post it or publish it, whatever it is. They, they, or they'll speak to a camera in front of the parliament or something. They don't do anything they don't rip a salute they don't dig a trench they don't you know take out you know empty rubbish they don't put fences they don't they don't do physical things they pay other people to do physical things for them and so it's like when you get people who end up living in this entirely entire enti- a world just full of words everything about their entire economy is just words they don't realize that words are hollow and they're completely empty and their entire moral system changes to mean that the words themselves become the moral standard and that's where you get virtue signaling now oh i have to go on twitter and and tell everyone that i disagree with something it's like dude everyone knows that that's a rude tweet no one thinks that you have to condemn it no one has to condemn it i I don't have to condemn it it's obviously a rude tweet it's like okay well why did you do it that's the question and the reason i did it and i know i'm going to go on keep going on but man i'm so sorry i've just got to get all of this off right (laughs) Yeah, please do yeah so what look at what's happened right Three years ago, I was a no account YouTuber. I don't know, like 300,000 subscribers or something. That's a good number, but they can just ignore that. That does not matter to them at all. But if I send this tweet that's really offensive and I know I know it's going to prick their skin, the elephant jumps. You know, it's like, oh, how dare you? And at the <laughs> time, there were a bunch of articles. It was a big, oh, but I, I was just like, get bent. And, um, and they, 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 they carried on. But at the time, I was, I mean, like Jess Phillips, I saw a video of her in Parliament. You can Google Sargon Jess Phillips and find the video of her in Parliament talking about this. And she was laughing about the town I come from. Now, there's nothing wrong with the town I come from. The only the only floor it really has, the people are really good, but they're not high culture, I guess. I mean, you know, we've got theatres and everything, but it's its not like, you know, when you're living in London and you've got all of, you know, all of the grand theatres of London where they're putting on the Andrew Lloyd Webber shows and all this sort of thing. It's a lot smaller. It's a lot more sort of provincial and homely you know and i really like that though you know it's it feels comfortable to me um but the uh the, she, she was dismissive oh, this is a sargon guy, so <laughs> and then three years later oh i'm gonna sue him i'm going to sue mr benjamin and she's ravenously re- tw- tweeting her oh, how angry she is and it's just like suddenly we've got the right honorable jess phillips elected mp for birmingham yardley feuding with a shitlord online. As
2: if, uh, <laughs> yeah, how ridiculous is that? If somebody would have told me that 10 years ago, I'd be like, "What? what is right? What is this came to I,
0: I think she's secretly mad because there's a lot of people tweeting at her, I wouldn't rape you. And she's like, why am I not rapeable? It's like, yeah. like, I think
2: <laughs> no, no, no. i, I so. <laughs> what a lady without I, her looks, right? <laughs> it,
1: it's, it's not that I don't think. I think it's just because we. she's got nothing. She can't do anything about it. You know, <laughs> she, it, she's totally impotent. And yet she's legitimized me as like the antonym to her the the alternative you know i am against that guy there so well, who's that guy there? he's just a nobody really you know he's a guy with a youtube channel who's standing for office you know that doesn't mean anything really i mean i'll probably lose for fuck's sake so it doesn't matter but the the thing is this selected mp has legitimized me and then the media blew me up so now i'm like the Donald Trump of Britain kind oh, of yeah, I mean, my it, local- goes,
2: it goes back to what you had said about the clubhouse over there, yeah. where you're basically seeing their clubhouse and be like, man, your clubhouse sucks. I don't want to be in yeah. your clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and, uh, and then I've just like, you know, tipped a Uh, tipped a bucket of piss in the chimney or something and they were really angry about it
2: there's a lot of politicians here or a couple of politicians that are kind of making a name for themselves by doing it even on both spectrums i mean that's kind of that aoc lady is is Uh, Well, i mean she's saying dumb shit but like she's saying it what's going against what a lot of other people are saying. So it's, she's making a name for herself by it. I mean, who's that guy with the eye patch again? Oh, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. Dan Crenshaw is doing kind of
1: the same. He's the, I I like Dan Crenshaw though. He seems mm -hmm. like a really nice guy. He's really cool. uh, AOC and Trump are the, the examples I'm following here. um, Mm -hmm. Because I'm, I'm just going to make the media do the work for me because like, I mean, if you look at what I said and I think it's like, I'm going to treat men the same. I treat women, you know, that's an unimpeachable moral good you can't argue with that it's no. wrong to do the opposite if you are an elected mem- member of state or if you're a, a part of an institution or something like that you should be gender blind in these in these things cuz it really should be that men should be treated as the equal of women, and, and the same vice versa. I think that's the most moral order we can create. But Jess Phillips, the feminist, she doesn't agree. that. She thinks women need yeah. special <laughs> treatment. You know, she's yeah. an open feminist. She's she's been a feminist activist for years. That's All what those
2: activists. People. That's what those activists don't realize is like same. It, it goes both ways. Like men get treated bad ways. It, yeah. Like yeah, the good you got to take the good along with the bad. Like right. being yeah. called out yeah, on yeah. the internet yeah. for being like how you are is something you wouldn't think twice about doing to a man.
0: Well, we get we get yeah. fucked over in a lot of cases i mean I, I think i can speak for every guy where you're you're in a comfortable relationship neither you're really happy you clean break everybody's cool with it and then six months down the line she's telling everybody what a controlling monster you are and mm-hmm. nobody fucking, it's like what the fuck are you talking about
1: with, with that sort of stuff that that's like it's interpersonal and <laughs> um, so it's like you know it's, it's just interpersonal so you, you can't it's he said she said you know exactly right. then, it, the, last week we had an example in the uk where there was a woman i, I can't remember her name of hand but um, she, was, she was convicted of a crime, and she was let, let off with a suspended sentence, which means she doesn't have to go to jail. Right. And the judge, and I'm not kidding, said, uh, if you were a man, I would have sent you to jail. And it's like, <sighs> okay. This is, I mean, we have a real problem with our judges in this country. Hmm. Uh, I should probably look into his history, too. But the thing is, that plays exactly into the feminist narrative. They want women to get easy treatment, and mm-hmm. women are getting easy treatment. In fact, this study has been done, one was reported on uh, last year, where women literally get half the sentence for the same crime as a man. It's like, look, this is not acceptable. This, look at, I mean, there's, there's a push to get rid of women's prisons altogether in this country.
2: There's look like, at all no. the reported sentences for for uh, for pedophilia cases where women do something like, uh, or, you know, they get off for, for <laughs> they it. They will straight up not get jail char- jail time for the same they, stuff,
1: and they don't even report it in the press as if it's a mm-hmm. rape. No. Like, you know, uh, you know, thirty year old teacher has sex with or has a has affair with twelve year old boy,
0: right. That's it's funny. always oh lucky kid I wish I was well, uh, yeah. exactly
1: exactly thirty year old man has sex with twelve year old girl rapist you know thirty yep. year old man rapes twelve year old it's it's always framed as if no matter how old the the male is in the circumstance he is the predator he is the, and so the thirty year old teacher is the victim of this twelve year old boy and it's like no get. Fucked. You know, yeah, they exactly. have I I I I absolutely hate these double standards. And uh and that that was the thing in at this press conference. I get to say no, I'm being a dick to Jess Phillips in the same way that I would be a dick to a man about this subject, and I'm not going to apologize for that. And now that is that's that's in all the papers because they've got to write what I wrote, you know, they've got to print what I said, and uh and so yeah, so this is this is effectively how I'm going to get the word out. I don't, I don't think I need to do something like that press conference again because the, the diet,
2: you, know, that, you just <laughs> so might get a run. reputation as being the guy that <laughs> that's bad. But yeah. it's, especially
1: when I think I'm I'm a fairly decent conversationalist, you know, and I don't angry but um but that was that was a a fairly unique circumstance because the journos were surrounded absolutely surrounded by ukip supporters and members and uh, they didn't realize that once i started blowing them out everyone was going to start cheering and they you could see in their faces they were like oh god what is happening here and when they when they were standing up i i looked at um i can't remember what was the name of the website uh, a business review website just a neutral mm. business or any business i just went on there and looked up bbc 88 one star itv says you it's uh 59 one star channel four 72 one star and so when the journalist said i'm so and so from the bbc i'm like right 88 percent one star go ahead and you could see that, that well what are you doing it's like i'm saying that your opinion is fucking worthless your question is worthless and your reporting is worthless at least according to the public you know i mean you might have a really high opinion of it but the majority of people do not, you know. And,
2: were were there uh, any people in the UKIP thing at all that were were kind of flying you at all for not apologising for any of that kind of stuff? From yeah, yourself, there, from
1: are, the- there have been a few, but Gerard um, handled them quite well by saying, well, <laughs> "Yeah, they you know, let them. They're they're free to complain, you know. And I, I, I'm sorry to any UKIP members who." didn't see any of this coming. To be honest with you, I didn't really see it coming. But remember that they are the ones dredging up this tweet and putting it out there. I'm not putting this tweet out there. You Mm -hmm. know, I don't even have that account anymore. And this has already been in the news and been and gone. You know, as far as I'm concerned, this was something water under the bridge three years ago. And it's the media putting this everywhere. And the thing is, you can tell they're not offended by it, and they don't really care about it. They think it's they think it's just gonna be a political attack because they literally are saying the exact words over and over and over again. So, well, hang on a second. If this is actually so offensive to women, then are you sure you shouldn't have some sort of euphemism for it, like the N-word? You know, how about we say that tweet rather than you spelling out the entire text of the tweet every single time? Because surely there are women who are going to be offended by this somewhere out there, right? So just say that's tweet, because, you know, we all know what we're talking about, and then we can carry on. But no, they they they. they Brazenly say every single word and defiantly, as if I'm supposed to be shamed by them. But the thing is, I don't just, I just don't recognize them as moral authorities. I think they're terrible people. I think they're scum. They go around doing as much harm as they can to anyone outside of the club as possible. I mean, look at what's happened to Tommy, you know, Oh, so many articles, so much media pressure on Facebook and Instagram and all these other sites to take, to take him off Twitter, all this. And same with Alex Jones, obviously, you know, and it's this huge amount of pressure to ruin these people's careers, ruin their lives because they say things that the journos don't like. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I have no respect for that. That I see that as malevolent,
2: you know, that is do you, vindictive. Do, you do you think it's kind of uh, how I kind of look at it is it's like, it, it goes back to what you had said in the press conference where you say, yes, you guys are a dying breed of journalism. You guys are yeah. on the decline. I'm wondering, is is this like why they do this, the last like death throes mm. of, of the media? Mm. Like they just do this because they're clawing at every last little bit that they can get to get any kind of coverage or get their word out there about oh, it's anything. it's a Hail Mary. It's a yeah. like Hail Mary.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the last second, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I see it uh, a lot of times and, and it seems like like regards of like, uh and companies too like companies that might be on the decline or something like look like, are like oh Gillette making that ad like oh, I, yeah. I i wholeheartedly believe that was just because they're on the decline uh there's other companies coming out in their business and they're like hey man we got to we got to do something yeah. so let's let's try to pander to left-wing people because that might be where the money's at maybe i don't know
1: i i don't know about Gillette, but the media definitely is i mean yeah. there's, there's no question of it I mean, it's very well documented the look at look at like
2: Look at like a yeah. uh, declining video game series. Like look at like Mortal Kombat. Have, have you seen what the new Mortal Kombat game is going to be coming out with?
1: Man, I have had no time to keep up with video. Games, yeah. So
2: <laughs>
1: all I wanted to do is play video games.
2: That's yeah. <laughs> they want to fight,
1: so they can get one. You know, the new
2: Mortal Kombat game is uh, the, you know, kind of people are kind of are you
0: making get to fun beat up of Donald Trump. <laughs> no,
2: they're they're basically uh, they're like kind of taking all the like raunchiness of it out of it, or oh. they're like having like all the you know all the female fighters oh. all <sighs> the clothes like oh no they. Can be sexy, and then they're like, but it's still at the end of the day. It's like there's a game where you rip people's heads off and like the spines <laughs> out. Like, are you really that morally high ground because you're not yeah. showing any kind of skin? But then all the male fighters, they're all you know, like, oh, big beefy dudes. It's like, yeah, oh, leaking,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I, I love the idea of family friendly bloody death matches. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, we've got some, like, standards yeah. <laughs> <out of that. laughs> But yeah, they they are definitely they're definitely on the decline, and I agree with you. I think that, I mean, they wouldn't come at me so hard if I wasn't some kind of threat. Mm-hmm. You know, they just wouldn't waste their time on it. Why would they bother?
2: You know, honestly, if, you should you should feel honored that they're coming after you because they yeah if they see you as a threat. You're
1: gonna... And again, it, it, it lends me legitimacy. If they're gonna sit there and treat me like I am dangerous to their worldview and their world order, then I'm assuming that I am. And I, yeah, I think I can even, you know, see why, to be honest, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I, I think that, I think that my moral framework is far more sound than theirs, mm-hmm. because I think their moral framework basically permits anything in service of preserving itself. Whereas I'm very procedural in my morality. So it's like, I, I don't have an ideal end state. Right. I don't know what justice actually looks like until we get there. And we, and how we get there is how we determine what is just. So, you know, this is why we have, you know, accountable courts and things like that, not in this country. But, uh, you know, we should, sorry, we should have a a fair and open and transparent and accountable legal system. So we can see exactly how justice is being served. So procedure step by step by step. So you've got the trial by jury and all this blah, blah. blah. And and then when you get to the end, then I can say, well, if the proceed, if we got from here to there, through just steps, every single step. There's nothing to complain about. Nothing to complain about. Nothing to complain about. Then, by the time we reach the end, that's justice. You know, sure. it's not whether we're the same or equal or whatever, or you know, any any abstract concept. It's about how we got there. To me, so and I think that's really important. I think, so, I think that's a, a a point that's been lost. And I think like like the, you you guys in America use the term liberal to describe socialists um it's really frustrating because in Britain we don't you know we call socialist yeah. socialists
0: socialists yeah. that um, confuses a lot of people like when yeah. you say you're a liberal people think oh you're having a lefty cuck on your stomach no yeah oh, exactly
1: yeah, you think you're an SJW? No, 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 no. You know, um you, you guys I I really wish the Republicans would take back the word liberal because you the Republicans are the real liberals in your country. Like the, the sort of Jeffersonian constitutionalists. That is the American Constitution is the, the the apex product of liberalism as a political philosophy.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. This
1: is this is the shining diamond of liberalism. Our and founding
2: fathers were like like liberals, like that's what they, they were. Yeah.
1: They, they, they were liberals with a capital L, you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. These were muscular liberals. You know, these these yeah. people were not gonna take any kind of socialist or feudal or any kind of any kind of shit. They were like, we are gonna send out the, the correct liberal order as we see it and for some reason the democrats who are a bunch of socialists and hate your your liberal order your constitution i mean i've i've heard democrats say that the uh the electoral college is bad because it disadvantages them the constitution is bad because it disadvantages them and it's always the same if you have to change the rules of the game to win then you're not playing fairly you know when you start playing whatever game it is like it like with the eu referendum right whenever you cast a vote there is an implicit assumption in the act of casting that vote, and that is that everyone will abide by the result. Mm-hmm. If we don't, why are we bothering? You know, if you aren't going to agree that, yes, whatever, and however the chips may fall we are all going to agree wholeheartedly that that is the correct result and if we can't then there's no point us voting at all and so when I've got the, our parliament is currently you know considering well should we have a second referendum on Brexit well that will negate the first won't it yeah then you don't, don't even
2: need to. need to the people already said they don't want to be a part of the EU they, exactly. they've already stated it like and now and what it seems to me that that parliament is doing over there is they're trying their darndest to just make it la- like as long as they possibly can like yep. they know that it's that they're not going to be able to do it they're just trying to make it last in the U. It's, it's not
1: that it can't be done it's not that it can't be done right and let let, let me explain i mean l- literally it's it's the it's the simplest thing in the world to see right so each e- each um the uk has something like 600 constituencies and they you know broken up into relatively population even blocks you know so a big city will have like four or five and you know or a small town might just be one itself so it's relatively relatively um even and to make it relatively fair and each uh, each constituency has a representative member of parliament and the party that you see, we don't vote for presidents in this country. So mm, the party right. that gets the most, uh, you have to get over a certain percentage to get a majority. I can't remember what what it is, like I don't know, 55% or something. Um, I can't remember what I was of hand, but um, what, what, whichever party can actually form a majority government then gets to take control of the country and then administer it as it should, which is a perfectly fair way of doing things. Um, But the problem is that the Brexit referendum has revealed that the parliamentarians, the elected MPs, do not actually represent their constituencies, at least in this regard. Mm -hmm. Because in in England and Wales, uh, no, in fact, in the whole of the country, in fact, um, two-thirds of the constituencies voted to leave, whereas three-quarters of the MPs themselves voted to remain. Now, that puts us in a real crisis because you would think, okay, if I'm a representative of a certain area, then and that area voted, and these are very very decisive votes in some cases. Like some some areas were like seventy percent leave, you know, massive landslides for leave. If if I was if I was in those constituencies and I was in that position, I'd be like, okay, I've got two choices. I can either change my mind or at least accept that I lost that referendum and argue from a democratic perspective, saying, well, look, I wanted to remain, blah blah blah, but because my constituency wants to leave and I am their representative. I'm going to listen, even if it's against my better judgment. You know, I still have that moral responsibility or I will resign because I can't do this job. Instead, the parliament has decided, well, you know, fuck it. We're going to undermine Brexit. We're going to do everything we can to stop this from happening because we don't like it. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, you don't have that option. You know that that puts you in a really murky realm where you're. It's putting the parliament against the people it's supposed to be representing, and man, there is a lot of anger about this. You know. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I wonder.
2: Don't they? Don't they realize like there's elections that happen? Like they can't. They're, they're yeah. something that they might vote. Well, get voted
0: out well, for. Yeah. Like if yeah. they if they want to stay so bad, could they vote to secede from the UK and stay in the EU?
1: Oh, what the what London? Yeah, because <laughs> like it's basically because if you look, um, every in fact, like, let me just grab the link. I've actually got it in a browser here, right? So, um, here we go. Where is it? Oh, okay, I can't. Uh, here we go. Right, so I've got an article on the Telegraph here. Right, the title is "Every Region of England and Wales Happy to Leave the EU Without a Deal, Except London,"
2: because oh, well. London's yeah. right, London's the California of UK. Happens <laughs> <laughs> to be the capital.
1: Yeah. just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everywhere in England and Wales. Scotland obviously wants to remain, but that's Scotland. Um, but everywhere yeah. in England and Wales, so the overwhelming majority of the country, because England and Wales is where most of the population is. Like we've got 65 million people here, and 8 million of them are in Scotland. The rest are in England and Wales and Northern Ireland. And so it's like, look, that's the overwhelming majority of people saying, look, just leave. Don't worry about getting a deal. Just get out and then we'll figure things out afterwards. But the London parliament, the London bubble are kind of like, oh God, no, they'll be, they'll be damaged to the economy and we'll be held responsible. It's like, no, you won't. The people will know that they are the ones who are responsible because that's what they voted for. Mm -hmm, And that's what they've been demanding for the last three years. Just get out, just get out, just get out. They'll be like, okay, well, the politicians got us out and now I'm like, you know, uh, you know, five grand down every year. Okay. All right, we accept they don't it. realize it's
2: yeah, like an it. only initial initial damage to the economy because uh, gotcha. it, you look at like the EU. uh How I mean, uh, like I, I know about like you've got like you know countries like in Italy or Greece that just are like our south where they just sap. And they just sap well, money anytime from everybody.
0: Any time there's a drastic change to any government or any country, there's going to be an initial economic effect that's not good. I mean, that's yeah. just how it works because people freak out. They pull their money out of the markets. The markets dip right after Donald Trump got elected because people are like, this is boom, oh. right back up. Yeah, because they're like, this is unpredictable. And then after they got more comfortable, they went back up. So, I mean, any time that that that's just standard, there's going to be an immediate negative effect. Yeah, I think now the
2: British pound sterling is worth more than the euro is now, isn't it?
1: Oh, it always has been, but it has. It is. It's like one one three to the dollar and one one five mm-hmm. to the euro, which is better than it's been in a while. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quite strong. But the thing is, like a lot of people forget that it's actually not necessarily entirely good to just have a strong pound against the other currencies. It yeah. discourages foreign investment. It discourages tourism. It discourages exports. You know, and so it's 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 one of those things where it's like it's actually it's actually beneficial to the regular person because it makes a lot of stuff. And, but I mean, it has, it's roundabouts, you know, other things start increasing in price and stuff like that. It's, it's not just one way or the other. So they're, they're not necessarily good metrics, you know, but, um, Investment's still up. It's still really good. In fact, we're one of the fastest growing economies in Europe and uh, major economies in Europe. The, there are a lot of economies in Eastern Europe that are very poor. And so they get like 6% yeah. growth a year. But what does 6% growth mean on, you know, a, a tiny initial, a tiny overall amount anyway? Whereas, you know, the UK economy looks like this, their economy looks like this. And like, oh, we've got 6%. It's yeah, okay, we only got like 1.6. But for an economy that size that's really good i mean yeah. germany's economy is currently stagnating you know it's it's about to dip into recession apparently
2: yeah I mean, I've, I've, read, comics, but
1: I've, I've read
2: i've I've read that has a lot to do with european real estate markets right now are really, really really inflated and they're they're uh kind of about and then i think with france i mean the thing going on with france with the uh with the wow. west things is really yeah. is really uh starting to hurt their economy from what, what what is uh i know it's across the pond or across the channel over there but like what uh, it's it's really hard in America to find news coverage on the yellow vest stuff going on right now. Is yeah. it is it easier to find it over there in in Europe or in England or
1: nope absolutely none no it never gets mentioned never gets mentioned. It's only when someone gets an eye shot out or something you get one BBC yeah. article. You know because they feel obliged to you know but every, every weekend it's been like I don't know 23 weekends in a row now that every weekend yeah. people from the countryside go into paris and start rioting or protesting turning over cars breaking their things and it's turning the government openly tyrannical macron's banning them from the champ which is the the main area in paris where protests normally happen They're mm-hmm. just, he's just banning them from there and then you know the cops are becoming unbelievably brutal like people have lost fingers like a you know guy's hand got blown off the the leader of the LFS got his eye shot out, you know, and it's just like, Christ, this is, I mean, we've had, we've had, we're having a lot of protests over here, but nothing, nothing like that.
0: You well, know, I read, I read an article that said they, just a couple of weeks ago, they authorized them to use live ammunition on the LFS protesters. Really? I did not know that. That was, I, and it may have been fake news because that article I mean, disappeared. Like, yeah, it's I'm going to guess it's fake news. I'm yeah. Gonna. It was one of your I papers, so in England. I, but
1: is, I mean, Macron's approval rating has always been, you know, well, it's it, recently it's been very, very low. Low. I mean, Trump's approval ring at like forty five percent, and it's been a consistent forty five percent for a long time. That's staggering. There isn't and there isn't a leader yeah, in Europe really with that kind of approval. Daily Mail, Breitbart, and New York Times all confirm that the French riot police are using live animals. Oh man, if it's Breitbart, Breitbart and New, New York, York Times. Times, oh man, Jesus, really? I'm gonna have to look that up. I I wasn't aware of that. i wonder
2: if it's if it gets hidden on purpose because it's like dude,
0: that that's literally like like beginning civil war kind of stuff yeah Yeah. i mean that's a humanitarian crisis if they're shooting their own people i mean the the the
1: the thing the thing that is the the most revealing are the viral videos that come out of the yellow vest process you've got to find it on twitter or (laughs) facebook or whatever you won't find it in the media because they don't want to publish these sort of things where it's just gangs of cops like you know punching old women to the ground and stuff like that and they fight you know finding some one rando and just Clubbing the hell out of him when he's on the floor. It's like, dude, this is what a tyrannical police state does. You've got to stop doing this. You that's, know, no matter what the LFS do, you can't just brutalize them in the street like that. That's that's not an acceptable thing for a democracy to do.
0: That's every that's every day in LA, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if
2: France. It's not like France doesn't have like a history of of attempting well, to overthrow their their <laughs> yeah, exactly. their Power. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. If, if well, any, they're like, they're on the fifth Europe.
1: republic so far. So you know, well, yeah. was it was it uh, Benjamin Franklin? Franklin, who was like a uh, republic if you can keep it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can't keep it. They're on their yeah. fifth one. Well, they're probably I, gonna lose this one.
2: Well, so, you know, you know. What I, France it needs to watch out for this is because if the EU. It, it, you know, three four years from now stops being as as you know what it is. There's it's on the decline. Like Germany and France and the UK, they don't all have each other's backs like that is. I mean, what's stopping Russia from from arming? No, what's stopping them from arming oh. yellow vest people and you know destabilizing? Wow. France? I Dude.
1: dread to I dread to think. I, I mean, hopefully <laughs> China. Hopefully. I don't even know and I don't even want to contemplate the consequences yeah. of that. Let's just let's just pray that that doesn't get to happen.
2: Yeah. Um, American yeah. government makes money doing that kind of stuff all the time and we all yeah, know yeah. that Western Europe and those yeah. countries aren't aren't necessarily on friendly terms so it's yeah, not yeah. I will not put it above them.
1: Well, you know, I, I couldn't speculate in regards to that, but I am aware that the American government, uh, not necessarily the American government itself, but their you know, intelligence agencies
0: yeah, have exactly. a long
1: history of arming awful groups.
0: Awful. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you uh, look at like, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, yeah. I mean, ISIS started because we were funding rebels to fight Assad, and yeah. then next thing you know, oh, we got to give Assad money to fight ISIS. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? We, yeah. we created that. So that's you know what happened, right?
1: Right? is is that the 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 barrier between these groups was just incredibly porous. Yeah, because they were all in the same region, they all follow the same religion, and they all speak the same language. Yeah, so one person can just jump from one group to another. So if we're like, you know, we're 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 like, oh, we've got the moderate rebels, and it's like I don't think there were any moderate rebels, yeah. but let's no, assume really. at some point there were, and you give them, you know, twenty thousand guns or something. And then parts of this group just start disintegrating and, and just disappearing off with you know a section you know t- a few thousand guns and go and join ISIS or go and join Al Qaeda or, or whatever you know what, you know Al Nusra or whatever the 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 name of the f- the whatever particular temporary warlordish faction you've you've got of the day. So mm-hmm. you know the Americans might have been giving uh, legitimately okay faction guns, but the people in there there's a high turnover rate. They just keep coming and going. So it's like okay, well. What are you know you've got no control over any of this it's insane and they undoubtedly made it worse even if it wasn't malicious even if it's just incompetence they definitely made it worse through this kind of action yeah so it's it's you know and it's not something the American people would ever be permissive of I but can't no. no I can't America. imagine yeah exactly. I've been to America a bunch of times. I've spoken to lots of Americans and I mean like you know Democrats and Republicans and you know they, they the Democrats I find have got quite silly worldviews at this point. Like the only I, I quite like Andrew Yang and I quite like Tulsi Gabbard. I find them to be like right. the last two tolerable Democrats, you know because then yeah. They're they're not like lunatics who hate the country, whereas the the Cortez faction that's come in like a steamroll.
2: the, so- the, socialists. the yeah. socialists,
1: yeah, they've come in, yeah, exactly, they've come in like an absolute steamroller. Bernie's like been the tip of the spear on this, but Bernie himself doesn't hate America. You know, he doesn't think your country is a bad idea, but the rest of them, oh God, they hate your country.
2: You I know, was we've got exactly them. the same problem here. I was telling this to one of our libertarian friends here earlier this week because uh, we actually went to go see Dave, Dave Rubin and, uh, live like earlier this week. So it's been a pretty cool week. Yeah. Uh, we we were talking about it. And I was like, man, you know, what, like libertarians need to do is they need to do what the socialists did in America. And, the Republican and, and, Party. yeah, Invade the Republican Party because that's what yeah. the socialists did in the Democrats. they. You, you they invaded them and
0: now it's indistinguishable between you well it's who... kind of already happening i'm not going to say donald trump's a libertarian per se but with the nah. anti-war faction anti you know intervention like you were talking about being involved in every fucking world mm-hmm. affair out there that's kind of already underway yeah. um and if you look back to the ron paul days but yeah, yeah.
1: ron paul can still win man like, <laughs> yeah. ron, ron ron paul. Man. i don't i
0: don't know if ron paul is with it enough to win anymore
1: it's just it's the meme is it? bernie can still yeah. win well okay oh, yeah. ron
0: paul can still win then you know <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm totally down for ron paul winning i think things would get better oh, at yeah. least marginally one, but, one um,
2: thing i i really want us to talk about is, is uh, you're one of the guys directly involved with it here carl you you got to explain Gamergate, because there's not a whole lot of people out there that really know like the actual precedence that that set like five, okay. six years ago. So,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, vi- video gaming, um, is generally quite a libertarian hobby. Um, it's, it, there's, I think that fundamentally, and, and I, I really have to bring this back to the sort of political science aspect of like liberalism, right? The, the key, one of the key things that liberalism gave to, uh, English speaking countries. Uh, but o- other countries as well but this is it originated in english-speaking countries in England specifically Much common and law like uh, Tim pool always
2: yeah, put, yeah. Yeah.
1: exactly and it, and it and it was obviously spread throughout the Anglosphere through the natural cultural uh, well frankly cultural colonization of the English mm-hmm. um it's the idea that there should be a separation between society and the state that the state should not have access to every single facet of your life. It should not control everything you do, and that's that's why liberalism is the diametric opposite of fascism. The fascisms are the fascists are openly totalitarian. They mm-hmm. want to control everything about you. Everything, no, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state. Everything within the state. How or some formulation like that is what Mussolini used.
2: Yeah, they I mean, they think that they think that they can. The one time they're going to try it is that they're going to get the ones that are going to make all the right decisions and you know, just is, happens, Same
1: so. with the socialists. I mean, yeah. Fascists are effectively honest socialists because the socialists say, "Well, what we want." I mean, Marx's plan was right: uh, revolutionary overthrow. Install the dictatorship of the proletariat. And then eventually, over time, for reasons unknown, those people will end up giving up their power and the state will wither away and become unnecessary. Total opposite of what happened, right? So the fascists were effectively like, look, socialism is dead doctrine. All the fascist leaders were all socialists for like, I mean, Mussolini was a socialist for like 10 years before he became a fascist. He edited socialist newspapers. He was a socialist activist. He was advocating violence and all the socialists, he had a split with them because of the violence issue, but of every other thing, he was just like completely orthodox in his socialist beliefs. And so the fascists effectively, and he says this in the Doctrine of Fascism, he just says socialism is a dead doctrine, liberalism is evil, we need to have fascism, which is totalitarian control of all of society. There can be no distinction between society and the state. And it's just, and everyone else in the world, you know, apart from, I mean, even the socialists, but that was because there was a heretical religion, effectively. But anyone who could even vaguely be considered to be any kind of liberal, so like conservatives, Republicans, libertarians, all of these sort of branches of liberalism, we're all just like, oh God, no. You know that is the yeah. lesson because because mm. this is this is the core thing. It's like I don't think the government should be able to tell me everything about my life, and this is the attitude that spawned Gamergate. Gamergate was a very sort of uh, honestly, it was a left-leaning libertarian movement. Uh, they, you know there obviously there was overlap with the sort of center right We actually did a sort of mass political compass test to see how the thousands of people involved with this actually felt about it and If you looked at the chart it was it was very sort of like if you look you know a political compass, it was very skewed to the sort of left libertarian i suppose on your shoes the other way um, yeah 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 but um with you know there was a, there was a chunk of like center right people I think you got the odd dot on you know random you know But the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the, the the conglomeration of it was all sort of like just libertarian, really goddamn libertarian. And it was basically people like, essentially saying, look, we're not going to be told what to do by a bunch of jumped up games journalists. We're not going to be told that we're bad people because we're straight white males. I mean, most, well, most of us probably were, but a lot of us weren't. You know, a lot of people, because gaming isn't exactly just a white male hobby. You know, it's a brown male hobby. It's a it's a white woman hobby. It's a brown yeah. male hobby. You know, it's There are loads, you know, everyone likes playing video games for Christ's sake. Oh,
2: hell and, yeah. It's not even just like Western male too. I mean, if you've you play games you'll know you'll hear all sorts of russian and spanish and brazilians all yeah. over the
1: place and i i used to i used to play um there, there was an online version of uh fallout 2 that was made by uh some guy in russia i think it was and he used to host the server and i used to go on it man the Polish death squads were the worst <laughs> thing in the world, right? You, you know, you're wandering around the wastelands. You've got, you know, you've got like leather armor. You've got a handgun, and you're there scrapping and shooting raiders and stuff. And then you'd be in like an instance, a, a server, and a, a, a battle. And then suddenly, like five Polish people in power armor with miniguns would just pop in, and you'd be like, "Is <laughs> you, on a turn timer?" You'd be like, "Ah,
2: fuck!" Saying it was, it, it was kind of like that in uh, that old DayZ game that was like an ArmA two oh, yeah. mod. There was all the these Brazilians that would run in there and like these like gangs and they just run around like oh no give me your guns and like poor English and you're like fuck man all these Brazilians are taking over the place like yeah
1: but that's the thing isn't it it's international mm-hmm. and it's it on the internet everyone gets to experience it you know. Um mm-hmm. but the point is like these these people are being moral authoritarians. They were telling everyone who could and couldn't speak, who got to be in a space, who got to sit down and shut up because of their race and gender and their sexuality. And people had just had enough. And the thing is, it wouldn't be so bad if it was just that. If in every other respect they were doing a good job and being honest about things, then fine. These people are fucking assholes. But at least they're not corrupt. But I mean and it, it sounds silly to complain about corruption and gaming journalism because it is silly. Mm-hmm. And it had always been there, you know, normally it was companies giving like journalists computers, you know, and, and slush like that, you know? So it's like, here you go, here's a computer, play our game on it and then give us a good review. So we get a lot of sales. But I mean, that's not the end of the world, you know? Cause if you're, if you're a video gamer, you're like, right. Okay. Yeah. I know the companies are paying them to review the game. You know, you can see when you go to the website, you see the adverts for the game all around the review of the game. So you know that they're getting money, but at least the people in it were. And and again, it comes down to the sort of same aspect. At least they liked video games. You know, at least they were saying, "Hey, look, I know you like video games. I like video games too. These people make video games and we've got a, we've got an economy that makes this happen. So we can all, uh, you know, so we can at least talk about the thing that we want to talk about. Instead, it it was a bunch of SJW activists who, who had, spent their time working their way into the media and they ended up taking it over. And then suddenly it's like, there are too many straight white men in our video games. It's like,
2: they were they were like these, these journalists that would would like criticize that uh like a character like samus in in nintendo right is that from a like, woman from, yeah from metroid was like oh it's she's too fucking she's too skinny or something like that yeah. we need to have fat oh samus. i, I want to
0: break it down to you i'm pretty sure that she's like fighting aliens in that game A yeah. fat shit's probably not gonna last too long yeah and that wow, that's really
1: that's really sizest <laughs> you, you would, yeah, you would
0: hear you would hear these these
2: articles, and these articles would get shit like shared, and they would get around about like toxic male
0: masculinity on Call of Duty or something like that, or you know, oh just stuff like this. So like the World War, like World War II. Oh, I remember that they wanted like women fighting in World War II. Like, yeah, did not yeah. happen? That's revisionist. Oh, it, it did happen, but not as like as much as you'd you'd think.
2: Like there, yeah, there were like partisans and stuff that were women. There was like Russian snipers that were women, but not. It's not like you had like f- entire like units, yeah, yeah, units made of women out there on front lines, yeah. yeah.
1: The the Allies didn't send divisions of women to Normandy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: they did really not good. do that. You know, they
0: sorry. had like nurses,
2: they yeah, because and and that's the thing too is like, I mean, that stuff
0: really happened, but they make up stuff. That they do because there is cool shit like the Tuskegee Airmen that were all black, <laughs> like that was a real thing, and you don't fucking yeah. talk about that. You'd rather make shit up. Or that,
2: or that one uh, Russian sniper that was a woman that had right. like uh, 80 confirmed kills or something like that yeah. on the Eastern. There,
1: but, yeah. there were actually loads of Russian snipers who were women because, I mean, mm-hmm. being a sniper, obviously you're not in the thick of combat. Right. And so it, it doesn't, you know, it's not so much of a physical demand. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these women, you know, they, it was either do this or get killed and raped, you know. So mm-hmm. you would rather at least go and do something. So, But that that's out of desperation, you know, because the Russians lost millions of men. Yeah, millions of them to the Germans. You,
2: German. you can go into these Eastern European towns. So uh, there's like YouTubers that do it. They'll go into these Eastern European towns and they find the you know the Soviet war memorials from World War II, and you'll see like dude, like entire families just being wiped out from being drafted to Jesus fight the Germans. Christ. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the 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 um Dan Dan Carlin um did uh, Ghosts of the Ostfront, a, a really long podcast, but mm-hmm. eminently worth your time, right? Um, mm-hmm. and he, he he's gone through the diaries and letters of german soldiers on the eastern front invading russia and how they describe how they just mowed down just wave after wave after wave of russians Mm -hmm. you know the russians just walking towards them stolidly in lines and the germans there with automatic weapons just waxing a lot of them and you know you they'd open fire and then like one or two would still be standing and it's like jesus this is such a horrific waste of human life you know and it's you know so yeah it's and so they're like, "Oh, well, we need female representation." It's like, dude, we want no representation when it comes to war, right? No right. one should have to go through this. You know, that's a bad thing. Mass you're seeing it.
2: Companies. You're you're seeing it a lot right now with like the really really large game companies too. So this kind of stuff is still going on, like EA, oh, yeah. Activision. Like they're making like say EA's new battlefield game a battlefield is a is a series that is Mm -hmm. really like like they could almost do no wrong with this game series but the game is like almost dead like how it is not a major player at all there's hardly anybody that plays it and their stock like almost went dropped like almost like 40 percent in value because they were injecting these social justice warrior things into this video game like yeah, yeah it was Kill, yeah, yeah. It, it
1: kills sales, you know. But it's it's all ideological. Um, mm-hmm. But the the point is, GamingGate was a reaction to this, and yes, because yeah. because these people, and again, I, it all comes down to: are you ju- are you morally right because of your actions, or are you morally right because of your beliefs? And these people think they're morally right because they're because of their beliefs, because this is the socialist worldview, mm-hmm. and therefore their actions don't really matter if it's in service of the greater good. And so these people, they weren't, you know, Pol Pot or something, but they they were very corrupt. They were, you know, they'd, they'd give their friends and, you know, and you're meant to be journalists. So they'd be giving all their friends all these perks and all, you know, they'd, they'd give their friends favorable views to help their sales and stuff like this. And so it just became this really incestuous and very small community of radically left uh, video game journalists who were just taking advantage of their their status in the gaming industry. And, 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 people and you got to remember, them.
2: this was happening too. Like, oh, this was happening in like 2010, uh, 11, 12, 13. This oh, yeah, was yeah. before yeah. it was a major deal in, in like it the happened for years. war going on. Yeah. yeah.
1: Happened for years. And and all the while, they were shitting on the, the, the gamers themselves, saying, well, you know, what? you're just straight white males. Shut up. We don't need to listen to you. We're better than you, frankly. Is what they were saying. And it's like, bitch, we pay your salaries, okay? Would you just give us <laughs> give us the time of day at least? But no, they, you know they couldn't. They hated us. Um, and and people can people can sniff at this and go, "Well, video games," but it's the largest entertainment industry in the world. You it's know, huge, billion, yeah, billions of dollars. Uh, you know, go through this well, industry. every I, fucking year.
2: I see GamerGate as seriously the first fight, the first shots fired in the online culture war because it, it started. It's like.
1: Yeah, well, actually, that's not true. I think, it, I, as far as I'm aware, that happened in the atheist community uh, because they came in there first. And The atheist community was a lot smaller, a lot more tightly oh, knit, okay. um, and you, you saw like people like Thunderfoot, who um, would just turn around and say, "You know what? Feminism is bullshit. I don't agree with this moral system at all." He didn't quite say it like this, obviously, but like you know, I don't agree with this moral system at all. This this is this is just anti-good. You know, I mean, I don't want to describe it as evil, but I can't think of a better way of fra- finishing that phrase. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like using the word evil, but it does seem kind of evil, doesn't it? Um, but um, but yeah, so the, this is what gave Gamergate the kind of moral impetus to carry on as long as it did. to one went on for like two years, um, and you know it had its highs and lows, obviously. But at the end of it, the FBI investigated Gamergate and found that they didn't really do anything wrong. It found like two people who had done something wrong, and so obviously they were like, "Well, there we go; these two guys." I had you know like sent threats to someone or something so it's like okay so the, the the sort of like i think probably at his height it was probably fifty thousand people uh and that's a lot of people in open revolt against an industry um okay
2: mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of came into a spearhead i think what was the name of the one journalist and you you will see you'll recognize her in like meme wars and stuff because it's the lady that has the the pink hair and it says triggered under it oh that picture. is that Triggerly puff yeah.
1: Um, Zoe Quinn. She was actually a video game developer.
2: She oh, and then I think the other one was like Anita Sarkeesian, right? Yeah. It was the other girl? Anita Sarkeesian
1: had nothing to do with GameGate. People always, people never realize this, but she literally had nothing to do with GameGate. She okay. dragged herself into it mm-hmm. because prior, Anita, Anita was one of the people who ended up setting the tone of the environment uh, by, with her, you know, tropes versus women series, by basically saying men are awful you know, they're beasts. Oh, you know men in video games are even worse you know mm. these video games are oppressing women or whatever stupid contention she had yeah. And yeah
2: i think i think it, it should be said that yeah people are fucking assholes online but people yeah. are dickheads to online and video games to literally everybody, everybody. yeah I've, you're I mean, a girl online they're gonna call you they're gonna make fun of you for being a girl you're a guy on there they're gonna call you like a fucking faggot well that's something. what you know it's
0: like whether you're black white male or female to a 12 year old kid on call of duty we're all gay yeah exactly so. <laughs> it's, it's always yeah. been like that too
2: yeah,
1: it, does, it doesn't matter what race you are they've all fucked your mom
0: okay yeah mom. <laughs>
2: exactly. absolutely so it's like man it's it's like it's it's a video game like playing competitive video games online it's like i compare it kind of like going into like fucking backwoods like afghanistan it's like if you know what you're going into you're probably going to get attacked by a bunch of people for no reason it's like right. you just got to know what you're getting yourself into when you go in there it's like, right
1: <laughs> yeah And but the, and the, and this was the thing so so basically, she dragged herself in just because she had had people tell her to fuck off on the internet, mm-hmm. and she didn't like that. And so when Gamegate started, it wasn't anything to do with her, but she started jumping into the arguments and the conversations by, you know, addressing people. And so, so she's got part and parcel of it, you know. So, but um, ultimately, Gamegate was actually a failure. But it was, I think, a very and the SJWs will tell you this themselves. They're like Gamegate was like a training ground for Trump, and it kind of was, mm-hmm. because yeah. Gamegate tailed off a few months probably about six months before trump announced he was running for office mm-hmm. and a bunch of us because we we understood the sort of the because we'd spent a lot of time reading all this stuff reading their papers reading their philosophy and and listening to them say you know explain yourselves you know and they would be like well we hate you because of x you know blah blah, blah. and so we're like okay th- this is and then you know and you wouldn't just see it in gaming obviously it's fucking everywhere right and so you'd be like right okay this is not a problem that's just going to go away on its own. If anything, it's just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. So there were, I mean, literally tens of thousands of people who are now woke to the problem and are activists just full-time in a lot of instances, like myself, against socialism. You know, what we, we didn't really understand it to be a form of socialism at the time, but it is. You know, it's absolutely a form of just totalitarian, top-down control. And so, I mean you know, we were already imprimed and then Trump came along and whoa, let's get on.
2: You know, yeah, you, all, you got, got all these people that were on the, on the side of going against the, the journalist industry and in the yeah. video games. And they're like, Oh, well now politics are the main talk. So yeah. now we're going to go against left-wing journalism and politics. And- yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we all saw the profound effect of that had on the world industry on world now. So it's
1: their own fault, right? It's their own fault because they they live and die by the mantra that everything is political. The personal is political, and if the personal is political and the political is political, then that means literally everything is political. And again, it it erases the distinction between the private and the public. You know, in your private life, you should have the freedom to not be a political actor. You know if you want to sit there and play video games, you can say this is not a political statement. I'm just doing this for my own self indulgence. I have earned the right you know I've gone to work i've paid my mortgage i've paid my debts i've you know all my bills are paid i've I've spent my time with my family now. I get to sit down and enjoy my leisure time as I choose. This is not a political statement. This is a statement of relaxation and indulgence for myself that I've earned. But these people have said no. Everything is political. The personal is political. The political is political. There is no escaping our political agenda. So you must always be in conflict with us. And so these pe- and so when when the Trump campaign side it was for also along social lines it wasn't just sort of political lines because society these people are politicizing society itself the part they're the part of like life that shouldn't be pol- political at least using the state i mean they're always like you know internal sort of you know women are always having like you know women's internal politics you know one woman gives another woman side eye and then they're bitching on twitter or whatever you know that that that's kind of that is a political thing but it's not you know, to do with the state, but so, yeah. So when Donald Trump came along, there were all these people who understood exactly what the threat was. We understood, you know, and I wasn't even on the Trump train to start with, because I just didn't think any of these people had the fortitude to stand up to this kind of shaming, but man, Trump, he really, he really won <laughs> me over. On, yeah. That,
2: that, know, that election was, in, was in really worth noting about that when it came to like the, the culture war stuff. Because Well,
0: Donald Trump was a lot like um, when Jesse Ventura ran for governor of Minnesota. They would throw insults, insults, which was a a smaller scale, but it was the same strategy because they would throw insults at him and he'd be like, fuck, yeah, I did it. Okay, what now? (laughs) I said it, sure.
1: I'm not apologizing for anything. That's the way it works. That's the only way to beat these people because their entire weaponry is they, they're, they're weaponizing weakness, incidentally. Yeah, um, exactly. That's a and that, really... Yeah, yeah no, no, they're weaponizing their own victimhood, apparently. Uh, they they're the apparent victimhood. But the the, the the only reason it works is because of your own moral permissiveness. If you say, oh, well, yeah, I wouldn't want to do X, and then they go, right, gotcha, now you're on the hook. Now they're just going to reel you in exactly as they want, you know? The, the trick is not to take the bait, and you have to just say, no, I'm not going to apologize. I don't recognize you as a moral authority. I'm, mm-hmm. I, i i have decided I'm okay with that. And therefore you're shaming of me for that. I'm just not gonna, there's going to be no interface with this. And so, and that's, that's why they hate me. So much. That's why I trigger them with like one tweet because what I'm saying, is, <laughs> no, it, literally the entire, no, no, seriously, I cannot honestly believe how fucking triggered they got over this three year old tweet because it was the entire London political class. Like I was watching MPs come out and condemn me for this tweet. I was watching media figures. I'm watching they get, they get their
2: good boy points with, with culture. They go out and
0: be like, oh, yeah, exactly.
2: you're doing this. Well, that's exactly. a lot.
0: They, they, they label a the name as poison, and I'm I'm just as guilty as falling for it as anybody. I mean, a couple months ago, I was like, I was telling people, I'm like, you know, everyone gets to talk. Alex Jones, anti vaxxers you know, even you know, guys like Milo Sargon, and they're like, well, what's wrong with Sargon? And I'm like, honestly, I don't really know. He never really said anything that pissed me off. Yeah. And it was like the more I looked into it, I'm like, yeah, it was kind of fucking stupid for me to say that. Like he he didn't. There, you know, people take stuff out of context and then they just yeah. hear a name and that's been made poisoned by the media and it's just mm. fucking retarded. I think I think, think Dave know, Rubin had said uh said when he came here to to Omaha
2: that uh one of the people that was there had had told him, hey, like they warned they warned uh, everybody on campus at our university Dave that Dave Rubin was was gonna be there. And then they were like, Hey, can you say anything that Dave Rubin has said that's like hate speech or anything like that? And they're like, you know what? I've actually never seen him. <laughs> <laughs> the the gay libertarian
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. and 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 not just that i know dave personally i consider him a friend and he is literally the world's nicest guy yeah yeah he he is he is genuinely just an absolute darling you know yeah Uh, he's he's not like me i'm a confrontational asshole you know (laughs) Um, he's not like that he's just really nice and so it it yeah but that's the whole thing isn't it it's like what they're doing is deliberately effectively leading people around by the nose going, Hey, look, you don't like this. Do you come on, come on, come on, boy. And you know, like in stupid mugs, jumper, as if it matters. And it's just like, dude, when someone comes up to you and says, by the way, this person you've never heard of is a bad person. You are being manipulated. You know, they are manipulating you for their own gain. You don't need to know that someone you don't know is a bad person. There are loads of people you don't know who are bad people. Why this guy? Why the thing that that thing they said? Is that literally the only thing they've done with their lives? Of course Mm. it's fucking not. You know, you just are being easily led because the media realize that they can get away with this. You know, it's like outrage, it's polarization, and they can get away with it and it benefits them. You know, it's all clicks for them. They don't care.
2: And in, in plot writing right uh there's mm-hmm. there's like three kinds of ways that you can kind of explain a character and it's, it's' pertinent to this because like the the strongest way is like a character's actions, the second one is a character's words, and then the third way is what characters say about that character, okay. and the third one that one in regards to this is always considered the weakest way yeah. of of explaining sense. a character in story writing so
1: and that's and that's a really good point that the you um that's a really good way of um Tying it to the concept of narrative as well, because narrative control is incredibly important to these people. I mean, Mm -hmm. you'll you'll like you can look look for any article on me, and you'll see the same like three or four bullet points. You know, he said this in twenty sixteen. He said that in twenty (laughs) eighteen, and and literally everyone's okay. But like. In between those points, I did loads of stuff. Like I've done loads of charity work. I've done loads Mm. of just support work for other people. And I, you know, I've I've done loads of debates. Loads of interesting videos. You know, I've I've done live shows. You don't get to hear about any of this. You know, you don't get Oh no! But we've got a little narrative (laughs) of uh, a chain of four friends because they are storytellers. You know, they are they are they're very they're postmodernists and postmodernism is all about language and control of language. This is why the first thing they do is redefine every word they use. Right? I mean, you think you think racism is about intent you know you think Mm -hmm. that guy hates someone else i know you do because that's what most normal people think but they've got a redefinition of the word racism and you know what it is it's a prejudice plus power it's a structural you know they say oh it's structures of systemic institutional oppressions and things like this it's like Oh, all right. If, you, if that's how you want to define it, then what you're talking about is institutional racism by my lexicon. Right. And I don't agree. I don't yeah, my agree thing with that is,
2: is like, if you want to point out like, very specific cases of it happening, I would, be, I would challenge you to find somebody that wouldn't be like, yeah, that's wrong. Let's change that. Right, like, absolutely. Yeah. Right, well, what
1: I've but always said, you know, or is it that one guy?
0: Right well, and what I've always said is with, when you get these far left sjw types, it's horseshoe theory because they're a lot more like the white supremacists than they think oh. because they, they freak white guy has dreadlocks and they freak out about appropriation and then the same at the same time you've got the white supremac the white supremacists and they're all oh, well, the races should just stick together blah, blah I'm like you guys have
1: a lot more in common than you're
0: willing yeah. to admit
1: oh it, it's it's i mean it's transparent as well because I mean think of the concept of like white privilege right? White supremacists will say we are better. Than yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're better than all other people because we're white. And then the SJWs will say, You are you have privilege over non-white people. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, how is that not saying that they're better?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If,
1: how do they have this privilege if they're not somehow better? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't believe that we are somehow better just because we're white or something like that. I mean, you know, that would put me in the same category as the French, and there is no way that I'm accepting the French <laughs> as my. <name>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, this is I will never accept white whiteness as an identity or white <laughs> privilege as an idea, right? Well, because I just don't believe it.
0: Right. It's the same thing with the feminists where they say if a guy's drunk and a girl's drunk and they hook up, that guy raped her. I'm like, because she couldn't consent. I'm like, so you're saying that the guy's brain works better than the girl's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Men are more morally culpable than women. Yeah.
0: Whiteness is way,
2: like, there's no just white, too. I mean, look at all the people sitting in this. Look how much more tan I am than He's like, this guy (laughs) is like Italian and Polish. Like, Zach over here is Celtic. Like, from my family, all came from Germany from escaping the Nazis. Like, you've got English, but like, all different cultures. Yeah. And and it's just not just white. Like, if you want to try to tell me that. Uh, you being an Englishman is the exact same thing as fucking Ivan Greek. from over in over yeah. in uh, Russia. I'd be like, what the fuck? They're or barely in the same in race, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just look at the world leader. Look at Vladimir Putin. He's got tiny sort of like Asian eyes, you yeah. know? and but he's got very pale skin. And, and you know, I don't care that he's got these features, but you can see that he has these features. And then Different. if you go and look at like Salvini in Italy, he's this kind of, you know, rotund, darkish uh, dark-haired ducks dark, darker skinned you know so italian man and it's like mm. these are not you know how many how many Spaniards or Greeks have to breed and how long do they have to breed for between but until they produce a norwegian you know
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly that's why that's why i'll never i'll never use that politically correct term african american because i know no. tons i always just say black cuz it's like there's tons of black people that aren't right. from fucking africa tons of
0: hispanic people yeah. that aren't from mexico yeah right. like
2: yeah, yeah like uh, I, one of my best friends when i was in the military was a black dude from jamaica like right. I, I was the least african guy ever <laughs> and like and i met actual like african people too mm-hmm. and yeah. you know they're they'll they'll tell you they're like oh yeah people in uh in America America that are like have African descent, like I don't even consider us the same, yeah. the same people at That's all. They're completely different. different. Yeah, yeah, it's like well,
0: I'm, the, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Well, well, one of one of the interesting things about this is um Af- Africa isn't just. The black race, you know, the yeah. American 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 blacks seem to think it's the black race, but it's really not. You know, you, it's tribal. You know, but look the, at North
2: uh, look at North Africa. Those people like the uh yeah. like the uh, Moroccans and stuff. Moroccans look like they're people like they're Middle Eastern, like because because the, they just people from oh. those areas kind of combining. So,
1: dude, I've got I've got a friend from Algeria, and he is whiter than I am.
2: Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, not good or bad. Obviously, it's just. The yeah, Yeah, exactly.
2: There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a thing. Like you have to, know it's
1: not a moral judgment. You know, yeah. um (laughs) But the, the interesting thing is, like, um, you know, an African will probably say something like, well, what tribe are you from? Because, you know, they've got, like, family roots, you know, in the mm-hmm. tribes. And the tribes have, like, different shades of skin. It's not just they're all black. And they certainly don't have any kind of, like, black solidarity. You yeah. Know, apart from yeah. when yeah.
2: they're... The and the Kenyans hate each other. Like, they That's are possible. always fighting and killing each other all the time.
1: In the, exactly the same way the English and the French spent 100 years at war, you know. Yeah, French it's, and
2: Germans. And, exactly, and Germans you know, it, and Germans. It, <laughs>
1: Race is not really a very uniting factor. Culture and ethnicity is, and ethnicity yeah. is like essentially a description of cultural groups. You know, it's you know, and it doesn't even it, you know, you can get mixed race groups that are ethnically the same. Right. You know, so it's just like it's so much more complicated than the radical left will will make it out to be. But in the context of the United States, I think what they're effectively doing is replacing class with race. You mm-hmm. know, they're saying For that the middle class. Anyway. Are the white people you know mm-hmm. and the lower class are the black people and it's like well i don't agree i just don't no. that.
0: yeah magic johnson is a lot more money than me that's right. like,
2: well i mean you'll you'll if you look at like different communities man like go down to the south like you'll see black and white people that are equally as poor are, and living in oh, sh- shitholes as, as you will like yeah. any other place like you go to like mississippi or something that, like you'll see dingy little villages that you could straight see out of like Fucking Africa or something, maybe not quite as bad, but it's like to have that be in America for like yeah. a Detroit. first world country. Yeah, right yeah. Look at like a city like Detroit. Yeah, to see like that's. I mean, that's just how people live in certain areas, and they want to.
1: You got my you know, like Appalachia as well, where it's really yeah. you know poor. Oh, yeah.
2: You know, and or poverty
1: poverty or comes with a whole uh, problems. Of, so, sorry,
2: as well, like Scotland over in England, like well, I Scotland's
1: I've, not Scotland's not that bad,
2: is <laughs> it? I've heard that Scotland's basically like the American so, South is. So,
1: um, <laughs> Some places in Scotland are like that, you know, but like overall, it's okay. You know, I've been there a few times. Overall, it's okay. All
2: the the rebels got exiled. (laughs) Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? The the whole worldview is effectively not true and a wild oversimplification, and not representative of the way people actually think. And so, like, I, I've spent so much time like thinking about like the way they view the world and everything like that. And all I can say is is that they are literally no different to people like the Nazis. You know, I'm not saying they want to wipe everyone out or anything but like the, just the, the way they look at the board, you know, the, the world itself, the sort of chess pieces on the board, they don't see people joining political groups of, of their own free will. And if a, like a black person becomes a Republican, he's an uncle Tom, he's a race traitor. You know, mm-hmm. and I went to Berkeley and I saw there were a bunch of protesters and most of them were white. There were a couple of black people among these protesters, but they were racial protesters. And then I saw the people mocking them, the sort of, I guess we will just call them Republicans at this point, you know? Um, I don't know that they were, but I guess that that's the faction they're essentially representing. Man, they were multicultural. You know, there yeah. was this giant Samoan guy called Tiny who fucking hates the SJWs and, yeah. and an anti far. You know, and the, the, this loads. Of, and I literally went up to the this this one guy. I was like, "Excuse me, right? Okay, look, I, I really have to know why is the white supremacy
2: so inclusive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if yeah. they're the
1: white supremacists. <laughs> why are there, why are there so many
2: non-white people over there?" And you he get, just said the Uncle Tom's right. and walked away. You you think you get brownie points for for sticking up for the minorities the ma- that are yeah The
0: majority of the people that are offended though are white yeah like if you do a good stand up and make a funny black joke in a room full of black people they'll laugh harder than fucking anybody yeah
2: but we we, we had a uh, we brought one of our friends on a rapper his name is Dion cops yeah. he, he he dropped an M bomb in our in our podcast and we yeah, yeah hard R and everything and the only person we had message us saying hey I I don't really appreciate that was, was a white, like white chick yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only complaint, <That> was, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's
1: it's it's really it's embarrassing at this point, isn't it? Where mm-hmm. it's like, listen, you middle class lefty white people, we're just not interested in what you consider to be offensive. You know, I'm just tired of hearing about your offense. I don't know you, and I don't care about your feelings. Fuck your feelings. Leave me alone. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I hear about.
2: <laughs> hey i was i was wondering uh i heard uh on a on youtube that tim pool had dropped that you're actually going to be in america this summer right you're going to be in uh, philadelphia
1: uh really? yes yeah yeah i'll,
2: I'll also be been in a... philadelphia before by the way
1: uh no i haven't I, i'm That's going hard. to the international conference on men's issues and uh, <laughs> tim Pool's event and i think i've got another thing as well i can't remember off the top of my head i'll uh, be yeah, i'll be i'll be on the east coast i think
0: philadelphia's
2: um, and- uh, pretty rough city. So uh, yeah, when you go there, uh, though, but I mean, it's a really nice city. It's a very like American city. Like it's it goes back to beginning of America. Like you'll see the Liberty Bell there and everything. Like uh, it, they got these things called called uh or go, like the ch- Philly cheesesteaks. You know, I'm um, yeah,
1: go yeah,
2: it's called Steve's when you're there. Don't don't <laughs> listen to anybody else, man. They're they're gonna tell you to go to some other place. Just go
0: to Steve's. Best Philly cheesesteak I ever had was in Denver. You know, so I'm gonna... <laughs> Dude, people from <laughs> Philadelphia, they get so butthurt when you like say like (laughs) oh man
2: i had a philly cheesesteak from subway they're like that's not a philly cheesesteak dude so yeah go to a place called steve's like you're gonna be there anyway it's one in downtown so
1: i'll i'll look for it i'll look for it Uh, right uh is it all right if I um is it right if I knock off? Because yeah, uh, yeah, i a yeah, few going, going. So, yeah. other things I've got to do yeah. hey, with CV. We gotta do campaigning
0: out. and all. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. best of luck to you and that. I hope you kick their you. fucking commie asses. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> I, I will do my best, I swear.
0: Actually, we'll send you the link to this once it's uploaded and everything for YouTube and podcast if you wouldn't mind sharing it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. Again. Yeah, for real, hundred percent.
1: Anytime, guys. I'm, I'm, it's been a really fun chat. Sorry, I was waffling quite a lot, but there's a lot I had well, to lay out. You. We I learned a
0: thing, lot of shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you for coming on. Yeah. Anytime, anytime.
1: Yeah. Take care yourselves, guys.
0: Have a good night, man. Thank you. Cheers.